the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What we're talking about here is God's Word. There are parts that are easy. There are parts that are a little more challenging for us and require a little more work in order for us to digest it. And what the uh, Corinthians were saying, what many Christians today were saying, is when I go to church, I don't want a heavy sermon. It's sad but true. The current culture we live in really is quite shallow. As Jim Packer once said, America is a mile wide and an inch deep. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3 really applies. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 as we see the need for spiritual growth. Join us there as we catch up with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with today's program. In verse 3, Paul calls them not only sarkanoi, but also sarkikoi, which means dominated by the flesh. And so the problem with the Corinthians was that they had allowed this fleshly side of their nature to dominate them and, 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 and their actions. A Christian should not be characterized by sin, but Christians are still able to sin. And when a Christian sins, he is in practice living as though he was unspiritual. And if that practice becomes a habit, uh, people can lose their spiritual sensitivity. And as a result, Paul is compelled to speak with these Corinthians as if they were unbelievers. He says, I gave you milk to drink, verse 2, not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. And indeed, even now you are not able For you are still fleshly. So when Paul had first preached to this congregation and established in the church some five years previous, he had, of course, taught them the milk, the basic doctrines of the church and of of the scripture. But after five years, you would have thought that they would have grown to the point where they could handle more than just simply that. But Paul was saying, "I, I just can't feed it to you because you're not ready to receive it. He had to teach them according to their spiritual capacity. Now, some people might ask, well, what's, what is milk and what is meat? And in the research and preparing for this sermon, I noted that there are a lot of people who have a lot of opinions, a lot of conjecture as to the meaning. Some have suggested that Paul was speaking code speak, but that doesn't make any sense because he just said that he's trying to not speak any code speak, any Christian ease, because he needs to talk with them as though they weren't even Christians. He's trying to put it in, in layman's terms. So he's not using code speak. He's intentionally simplifying. Now, both forms, uh, both milk and and, uh, meat, are food, and they provide nourishment. Now, the difference between the two is that with meat, you have to work at it in order to ingest it and assimilate it. You have to work at it. Now, obviously, uh, Paul is talking about spiritual things here, so he's his, his, he's using the physical realm to illustrate things of the Spirit, which is something that Jesus did. He would illustrate 
things of the Spirit using the physical realm in, in his parables and so forth. So then what is the spiritual equivalent to physical nourishment? Well, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. That's in reference to our physical nourishment, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so our spiritual nourishment is the word of God. And that's what Paul is talking about here is the word of God. Now, there are parts of the word of God that are very easy to assimilate, very easy to ingest. They're like milk. You just drink it in and you immediately understand and apply whatever it is that you're listening to. But there are parts of God's word that are much deeper, much more profound and require us to think and to ponder and to pray and, and to work at assimilating those parts of God's word. You know, sometimes a person will come to me and say, Pastor, can we do such and such? Or, uh, and I say, well, let me chew on that. And what I'm saying is, is you, what you're asking is not easy. I need to think about it. I, I, need, to, I need to figure it out and, and see if we can apply it and so forth. And so what we're talking about here is God's Word. There are parts that are easy. There are parts that are a little more challenging for us and require a little more work in order for us to digest it. And what the uh, Corinthians were saying, what many Christians today were saying, is when I go to church, I don't want a heavy sermon. Just make it light, make it easy, tell me how much God loves me, and let me get off to the football game, or whatever it is that they're going to be doing that afternoon that's really their preoccupation. I just, I just want something that's easy to digest. I don't have to think about the Bible, God's Word, my relationship with God, heavenly things, spiritual things, all that much. I'm preoccupied with this world. You know, there's nothing that's more precious than a baby acting like babies act, unless that baby is 20 or 30 or 40 years old. That's, a, that's, that's pretty bad. That's a tragedy. And, and sometimes there are physical reasons, there are limitations why a person cannot grow as they're supposed to grow in the physical realm, but that's not true in the spiritual realm. If we're not growing spiritually, it's because of our own doing. We can't say, well, I just don't have a good teacher. Folks, if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit is within you. The Holy Spirit is the perfect teacher. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, you'll learn and you'll grow. If we're not growing spiritually, the reason is is because we're still fleshly. We're not giving attention to the matters of the Spirit. We're giving attention to the matters of the flesh. And so Paul continues now describing the evidences and the symptoms of division, jealousy, and strife. He says in verse 3, For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? Mere meaning just physical, no spiritual component to you. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you, are you not mere men? So again, Paul is using the term here, sarkikos. And uh, these people are acting like they don't even belong to the Lord. By remaining immature, uh, they were getting into quarrels and fights, and their quarrels and fights were causing divisions and havoc in the church. And James wrote in chapter 4, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. And yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, Paul is, is, is writing here to adults, but if you want to see how clearly 
the nature of mankind is before regeneration. All you need to do is volunteer for a few weeks in our nursery. You know, before a child even learns how to form sentences, a child learns a few words. You know what one of them is? Mine. 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 The other day I was watching one of the children had a toy, and you know how you are when you're older, you can pick up some cues, and you know this child was not really interested in the toy, except that another child was interested in the toy, and this child did not want the other child to have the toy, so it was mine. Mine. And then sure enough, when the other child got another toy and was disinterested, it was no longer mine anymore. Now, we expect children to act like this because they don't know any better, but it's really embarrassing when adults act like this. Jealousy is a severe form of selfishness. It's begrudging someone else of what we wish were ours. It's a a characteristic of being a child, being a baby. Babies and and, and young children are totally self-absorbed. They're self-centered. Uh, it's all about them. It's all about their comfort, their agenda, uh, and so forth. And, uh, jealousy is the attitude, and strife is the action that results from it. And these two problems are representative of many problems of being carnal, of being in, operating in our sinful state. And, and they're like a cancer. Uh, they, they have many forms and many effects, and, and they injure individuals, and they injure the church in many ways. Um, carnality will corrupt morals. It will weaken personal relationships. It'll, it will produce doubt about God and God's Word. It will destroy prayer life. It, it will provide a, a, a ground, a fertile ground for heresy. Uh, you know, jealousy and strife are... are, are much more destructive than many Christians seem to think because they can cause division in the church that Jesus Christ died for. Then in verse 5, Paul continues by talking about the cure for divisions. And the cure is quite simply glorify God. What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. So this verse, he's echoing what he had mentioned in chapter 1 about divisions being caused around Paul and Apollos and Cephas and so forth. The, the cure for division is turning away from ourself and turning our attention to the Lord. And uh, when we do that, then there's no occasion, there's no time to be uh, giving to, to causing divisions. Uh, and, and Apollos and Paul were simply servants through whom... You believed, he said, and they were the instruments, not the source of salvation. When those Corinthians were saved, it wasn't saved because of Paul. And they weren't baptized into the name of Paul. And so they needed to give glory to God through Christ, who was their Savior, who is their Savior. Now, all Christians are servants of the Lord, or should be servants of the Lord. And the word here is diakonoi. And the Latin is translated ministers. A minister really means a servant, a diakonoi. And it was used to describe a common worker. It was oftentimes used of a waiter who waited upon tables or a busboy. So if someone were to ask Leighton, what do you do? I'm, I'm a busboy for the Lord. I uh, prepare the table for God's food, and, and then I clean up afterwards. I'm a busboy for the Lord. I'm a, I'm a servant of the Lord. We're all just 
servants of the Lord. We're just workers for God. He tells us what we should do, and we need to do it. We need to be where he wants us to be when he wants us to be it, be there. And he deserves all of the glory. And Paul uses the word opportunity. And, you know, I'm, I'm here because God has given me the opportunity to be here. He's brought my course so that I'm here. Uh, he is the source of, of life and health and strength and uh, a sound mind and talent and whatever it is that we have. And so he deserves all of the glory. Now, Paul continues on. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now, there is the key to what we're studying here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. It is God who causes growth. We see the need for it here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 which is where we've been with Pastor Leighton Sheely this week here on Study Verse by Verse. If you have questions, comments about the program, maybe you would like to join us for worship here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. There's an easy way to get all of that information. That is simply by visiting us on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And then come back and join us tomorrow as we'll take another look at the need for spiritual growth here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.